listening to the Dudes and Dads podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMott and Andy Lehman. Joel, welcome back, man. It's we're, we're you know we don't ever get we started this show so we could hang out together and we haven't been able to hang out together because of this virus thing. We've just yeah. been hanging virtually. Yeah. What's what's going on with that? But Andy, uh, I just want to do a quick check in. Let's let's do our check in with each other. Uh, are you still virus free? I am still. Yes, I'm virus free. <laughs> I had to feel my forehead to make sure. <laughs> That's not a thing. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> people like let me. Let me. Do I feel hot? Do I? People. I don't. I don't know why we've been perpetuating this, this lie. If I touch your right. forehead. I can tell if you're running a fever. Uh, so you're COVID free. Uh, I'm COVID free. Uh, our guest is a hundred percent COVID free. Uh, so <laughs> she's, 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 we'll get to her in a second, but she's currently showing no signs of, uh, of fever. Um, Andy, hello. Hi everyone. Uh, welcome to this ongoing saga of our, uh, gosh, our remote shows as we're broadcasting. I'm currently in my uh, home office known as, uh, uh, the guest room. A basement guest room. Uh, my wife is across the room from me right now on a uh, on a Zoom call with a bunch of uh, women from all over the United States. They're, they're like a, they're doing like a book a book group thing. Interesting. Yeah. See, it's a lot of women from the East Coast, and so that means they all work for NASA. So I don't. It's really interesting. Uh, it's a strange, strange, strange demographic, but wonderful people, nevertheless. Uh, how are things with you, Andy? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm just sitting up here in my 70s, 80-ish upstairs room that we never redecorated when we moved in. So this is the only part in our house we have not redecorated, and it's starting to really get to me since I've been working up here for three weeks now. <laughs> like I'm like, I need to do something about this. The paneling, I don't know if that's still considered rustic chic, but I do No, it's uh, maybe not. That's the thing. Uh, <laughs> so, Andy, uh, welcome back, everybody. So glad for everybody that is uh, stuck with us in this season. We're hoping that we can be of help and encouragement to you. Very excited about our guest uh, tonight that is going to be on in just a brief moment. But, uh, Andy, let's do a quick recap about what's been going on and head over to everyone's favorite segment, What's brewing? What's brewing? What's brewing? What's brewing? Oh, yes. What's what is brewing, Joel? What is brewing? Well, we just have I've been enjoying the delicious uh, Colombian roast from our good friends over at the Electric Brew. Uh, here's the thing. I, and I really say this from the bottom of my heart. Uh, Myron. Bonstrager, who has been holding it down over the electric brew. Obviously, they've you're able to order online only, but he like you pull up, he texts you and says, I have your coffee for you. And you pull up in front of the shop and he brings it out to you. And it's it was just that almost like, sounds like a shady drug deal, though. It 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 was like a, a pound of coffee deal when I got it. But uh, yes, the, the Colombian uh, roast, always enjoying it. It's been my go-to here. Uh, but besides the coffee brewing, Andy, you've had a little fun in the outgrade outdoors here recently. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So this weekend I took, uh, bo- actually, I, I only took one of my boys, uh, but both went uh, turkey hunting for the youth turkey hunt. And my son, Micah, uh, got a turkey 
uh, this year. So that was a kind of treat. So it was fun spending time with him. And um, yeah, that's, that's what's brewing with me. Good times. Uh, it's good to get outdoors. If it weren't for the outdoors in this season that we're in right now, uh, game over. Game over. So grateful for us. Yeah, it's awesome. I love seeing the pictures. Uh, you put it up on our dudes and dads uh, story as well on IG and love seeing it. There's nothing like uh, there's nothing like that first that first bird. This, for is, a young this man. is a second though, really. This is his he's second. Had, he's you've done tur- turkey before. I yeah, didn't yeah. So we didn't get one last year, but this is his second uh, turkey. So awesome. That's great. Well, guys, uh, we are so thrilled to uh, have our good friend April L Diaz on the show tonight. <laughs> April, welcome, 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 welcome. Good we, to have thank you. Thank you, dads and dudes. I was going to say we, <laughs> we recognize that you're not a dude or a dad, but welcome to the yeah, show. To be the girl and the mom yes. on the show tonight. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. I the first female that no. you had on the dads yeah. and the dude. Um, no, sorry, we had our wives. We had our wives first, but okay. you were you were the sec you were the first non wife uh, on, <laughs> on the show. Not a sister wife. Not a, just, yeah, no, no, just no. okay. Good. I'm glad I have uh, that honor. Yes. Um. And since I've burned so much time already, uh, yakking it up with Andy April, uh, I'm just going to give the quick highlights, and I want you to fill in everything else about yourself that you need to. But uh, April is the I guess we'll say the the are you pr- founder and President, I don't know what language you're using for Azer and Co. I'm saying I'm the founder and lead warrior. Founder and lead warrior at Azer and Co. Uh, she, April's going to be sharing all about this beautiful organization that her and a, well, uh, let me just say an all-star team are uh, putting together. And uh, she does so many great things. I met April a few years ago. She single-handedly changed my life. Uh, <laughs> you can see her sweet face. Um, April... Uh, April was did one-on-one ministry coaching um, for me, helped me get to a really uh, just a healthier place as a person and a leader. Uh, we did a one-on-one uh, coaching experience for about six months, and then I was. Oh, part dude, of it was a, a year. It was a year. Well, oh, you, including you and I did. Yes, yes, and then we did another year on top of that in a cohort with other youth workers. Uh, she led a learning uh, experience there. It was absolutely phenomenal, and then. Just when I thought I had had enough, uh, April uh, teamed up with our good friend, Hendry Coetzee, and uh, I did my uh, master's uh, coaching certification uh, under April's leadership. So I have, April is a coach, is a leader, is a champion of all things uh, personal development, but I would also say she's a mom and a wife and uh well gosh so many other things and she she was a youth pastor as well for many 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 years many many years ago and she's one of those weird folks that has a special place in her heart for middle school students Mm -hmm. so um all the things but again april uh yes i am beyond thrilled to have you on tonight so uh let's see here Tell us about Acer and Co. Because the things you guys are doing right now are, shall we say, very pertinent to the uh, place we find ourselves in society uh, with, uh, well, we're navigating uncharted waters and loss and grief and uncertainty and all of this. Uh, So tell us about your organization. Tell us what you guys are up to. What's it all about? Oh, man. Well, it's totally a joy to be on here with you guys tonight. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Such a time as this in our crazy upside down world. So uh, a year ago, 
I launched an organization, a company called Azer and Co. And Azer is this Hebrew word that's used uh, in the Old Testament. And twice it's used to describe woman in Genesis 2 when God creates woman. And uh, it's oftentimes translated as helper, this word Azer when God does, does, uh, God creates women, but 16 out of the 21 times that Azar is used in the Old Testament, it's used to describe God. And a lot of the times that translation is uh, translated as warrior, which is why I'm saying I'm the lead warrior of this company, um, rescuer, strong helper, uh, even face-to-face deliverer. So this word that has been used to kind of put women in their place and tell them what they're supposed to be and do in the world and kind of make us secondary less than subservient to is actually such a bigger word than what we give credit to because it we describe God as well because we are image bearers. So I launched this organization, this company a year ago because I finally just realized I've just had enough. I've had enough of the leadership gap in ministry. Um, I was often the only female or certainly the vast minority of uh, a female leader at the table or teacher communicator. And um, so that leadership gap was the big reason why, but also because I, I think that all women lead, um, whether they lead in their homes or in organizations and companies and politics uh, in churches, and we need to help close that gap. And we also need for women to be whole in their life and in their leadership. And so like the anthem, the song that we're singing is that we're going to help women be warriors and lead in all spaces. And yeah, so that's what we kind of have started with. And when I say we, it's really a lot of times, many days, it's me, myself and I, (laughs) (laughs) but we are growing and it's becoming more of a, of a collective thing because I really do want to build this company um, in the company of other warriors mm-hmm. and allies, like the two of you, men who want to stand in partnership with us. So let's talk a, little, talk a little bit about what kind of services you guys offer. You you mentioned it's a company, but what, what do you guys do? Yeah, so we started with straight up coaching because that's how I'm trained. Uh, I love it. So group coaching for women, uh, one-on-one coaching. Uh, but with this whole stupid pandemic um, that I just, I hate, I hate it for all of the reasons. Um, but we really pretty quickly have pivoted <laughs> and have run pretty quickly to develop some things that we think are pretty important right now. So one, one aspect is some spiritual direction. Uh, we've got a couple, we've got a few spiritual directors that are providing some group experiences to help folks just connect with God in ways that they might feel really discombobulated, upside down, fearful, anxious. And so our spiritual directors are working um, with some folks right now to help them find their center and really stay rooted and connected and centered right now. Um, But one of the things that Joel, I think was alluding to earlier is we kind of grabbed a couple of groups of people who are youth workers, um, parents, people who love teenagers. And with particularly the class of 2020, that is losing graduation, senior skip days, proms, the end of the year stuff, like it, that's, it's really tragic. And the youth pastor yeah. in me feels that loss with them. Like it's, it's a big deal. It's really the biggest things that they have lost, you know, up until this point in their life um, event wise. And so our teams uh, created some rite of passage experiences 
for teenage girls and for graduating guys that I'm so proud of. Um, they're like mother daughter experiences, father son experience where uh, you can help to still celebrate where they have come from and all that they have experienced in their life up until now, and then help them to transition into what is coming next and not to lose what has been lost in this season, but to really be able to, to still celebrate and own that. So um, yeah, I'm really proud of it. I'm really grateful for the teams that have put those things together. I think they're going to be very helpful for churches and families that are looking to reclaim some of the stuff that's been lost. Oh, Absolutely. And April, you've got both experiences for mother, daughter, and uh, and father, son is coming. Is it out yet, or is it coming out soon? this weekend? By this Friday, weekend. our goal is awesome. Friday for it to be launched. So by the time so by the time this episode yes. comes out, it will be it'll be out and running. Um, and we again, guys, as you're listening to this, all of all of the infoy goodness can be found over at dudesanddadspodcast.com and our show notes. Uh, all the good stuff about April and her organization. You can get links to that and see what's uh, what's going on. Um, so uh, right now, uh, April, as you're, as you're doing this work, what are you like, what are you hearing from people? What is your general sense of, uh, cause you've obviously have made these pivots to meet a need. Yeah. Um, like what, what are we, what are we doing as a society? What, what do we, what do we need to be paying attention to uh, as we're trying to go faithfully? And I, and I think of as people of faith in particular, um, this seems like uh, to quote, to quote our, our, our mutual sensei, uh, Hendry, you know, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And yeah. so there, I just, there is the season of opportunity here. Um, what do we need to be paying attention to? Do you feel like? Um, I think we need to be paying attention to our reactions to what's going on. Um, I think we need to be paying attention to our emotions and what they are revealing to us. And I think we need to be paying attention to those that are around us and what it is that they are communicating verbally, non-verbally, you know, <laughs> <laughs> in in any way that they are communicating, just the folks that are we are quarantined with. Um, I think we need to be paying attention to what's being shared, uh, both like in media, but on our own social stuff. People are communicating a lot these days, and <laughs> and it's revealing a lot. I think about what's really going on for us as humans, for us as a as a culture, as a as a whole country. And it's a lot. People are communicating a lot. I think, you know, when you're, when you ask like in the first part of that question, what are you noticing that people are feeling or what, what, what's going on with them? Um, there's a lot of overwhelm, certainly. Uh, <laughs> it's like there's, everything has just been upended. Like I, I feel like what has happened is like we all got sh shoved underwater and we got pushed like 20 feet down underwater and spun around like we're in a washing machine and then let go. And we're trying to figure out like, first of all, we're gasping for air. So we're trying to figure out like, how, do, how can I find some oxygen again? 
But then like, which way is the surface? Like, do I swim this way or am I going deeper or do I swim this way? And I'm just going laterally like in the water or like what end is up and how do I get a breath again? And, you know, even as I'm communicating, right. Like it feels a little desperate. It feels a little like, (gasps) like I just need some air. I need to breathe. And that overwhelmedness is, is really palpable right now. Um, I mean, I, I'm personally feeling it. It's not mm-hmm. like it's all external. Here's what I'm seeing everyone right. else doing. Like I am in it. Um, but I think that collectively we have never experienced anything like this on a global level, no. you know, certainly nine 11 big deal. Like that was a huge national thing. This is global. And so the global aspect of grief, loss, uncertainty, overwhelmed, old is gone new normal is somewhere in the future. Um, that's, it's very overwhelming. So I, that feels like the best word for me right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as you guys at Azer and co are kind of pressing into this, uh, I would just say for anybody listening, this is, uh, to take opportunities from, to, to take the opportunity to, to stop, to, focus to ask the right questions of how am I really doing? How am I really doing without using the Christian F word, which is the word fine. Uh, people, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. No, not knock it off. Uh, this is, uh, so that's why I appreciate about what you guys are doing is really just trying to capture, capture this moment and and take it captive for what it can be i mean the the opportunity here for people to ask some real questions about what's important to them what the the rhythms that they have been living in uh what is really essential like what's really essential to our life right like uh i've just been i i know i found i have found myself uh, I had like a real moment. I was, so just to get to the show tonight, as I was coming back from South Bend, helping my dad out, uh, started raining big time and the sun came out and there's a giant rainbow. Like I'm driving into a giant rainbow as oh. and I'm having like, like rainbows are beautiful and all, but I'm having a moment with the rainbow. Right. And I'm, and I'm like, I'm, I'm not in a normal place. Like I'm my, like my reactions to stuff are, are heightened. And I, and, and I'm like, yeah. well, I, I haven't taken stock all day. Like I w- did not perceive today that anything was different about me than it was yesterday. And yet something is going on with inside of me. So mm-hmm. I think uh, anytime that we can seek out help for people to hear from us and then help yeah. guide, which is what you guys are doing. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for it is uh, it's a good thing. It's a good opportunity. And what else are you going to do? You're, you're stuck at home take the time, uh, do something for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Don't waste it, man. That would be like the biggest tragedy to me is if we all, while we are stuck at home, we stay stuck in our lives as Mm -hmm. well. That's devastating. I mean, that's beyond like we have been given an opportunity and a gift. And I mean, I'm, I'm not happy with all the things that I'm discovering about myself or about my family. Like there's some stuff, you know, um, but that's part of the deal. Like if you're going to actually grow, you're going to become who you've been created to be. If you're going to fulfill the the potential that has been given to you and use the gifts that have been given to you, it's going to require you to pause and to do a little work. 
and now is the time. So don't stay stuck at home and stay stuck in your own life. 100%. Now, you mentioned your family and and I want uh there's there's the leader warrior April and then there is the mom and wife April which are which which are not separate. I feel like they are they are they are co existing together um first of all tell us about your wonderful family first tell us about uh yeah who you call your kids and your husband and what is going on with them and then i'm and then i'm going to follow up with uh how you're doing the parenting thing right now oh lord have mercy okay so i married my high school sweetheart we have been together now for longer than we were not together um which means we're old is really what that means (laughs) (laughs) we are going to celebrate 19 years of marriage this summer. He is legit. My favorite person on the planet. He's just the best. Um, And we have three kids. I call them my fave four, which these days, sometimes they're really not because (laughs) (laughs) spending a lot of time together and they're great, but good goodness so anyway we have three kids and uh our oldest two we adopted from ethiopia and then miraculously got pregnant with our third and uh nine months after we brought home our oldest two and then he came seven weeks early so his birthday we are actually celebrating this week and he turns eight so our kids are eight ten and almost twelve and which sounds super normal when somebody says, tell us about your kids and eight, 10 and 12. That's great. And we went from zero to three kids in 15 months. <laughs> that's, so, that's a huge change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've done hard things before and all three of our kids have trauma. So uh, our youngest is, has trauma, medical trauma from being a preemie and staying in the NICU for 20 days. But then our oldest two kids have all kinds of trauma through adoption and all the loss that came before our family. So this like quarantine thing is highlighting that. And Mm. that's part of, I think was that that's what we're experiencing is the trauma is like elevated to the surface. But I think that on the meta level, like we're seeing our collective cultural countries, trauma of stuff that we just haven't dealt with. And we have thought like, if we just, keep pushing through if we keep shoving through if we keep like pressing on that stuff doesn't exist and the truth is the trauma exists and so we are getting uh we've been doing a lot of work around trauma in our family for the last couple of years but um we're certainly seeing new things and it's delightful yes and i should just mention uh april's husband is uh it's just an immensely he's an immensely attractive man (laughs) and i appreciate you saying that i i don't i mean i know he gets all weird when i say it yeah he hates it he's (laughs) he's an enneagram five if anybody knows the enneagram so any attention just makes him want to curl up and die but he's puerto rican which is kind of default hot yeah i think that's the maybe that's the thing that i'm secretly attracted to it's just this like latin spiciness that i just really find intriguing uh <laughs> i'm getting all hot getting all, getting all sweaty uh <laughs> no your wife is sitting there right next to you right i mean she is yeah, she, giving you weird looks walked, right now she she walked out real quickly i don't know what that was all about uh no so um 
Yeah, I the thing that uh, I've always appreciated about you guys as a family is that, uh, yeah, you just kind of own you own who you guys are uh, and the uniqueness that 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 all brings. So as you kind of and this is what I love, I love it any time that we as families are kind of able to we're learning the, the learning that we're doing as a family is also paralleling learning that we're doing kind of on broader scales. Yeah. It's like, we're kind of in a little bit of a laboratory that's kind of figuring yeah, out yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. So based on what you're learning right now as a mom, mom coach leader, um, what are some things that like, if we're speaking to parents, parents that are listening right now who are, yeah like maybe not sure what to do with these kids that they're stuck with right right now and and everything is upended what are some things that you guys are trying to avoid doing yeah, yeah. uh probably the biggest one is we're avoiding extremes um, we're, we're avoiding the like Lord of the flies stuff where it's like, <laughs> there's no schedule and there's no expectations. And there's like, you just can do whatever you want and eat whatever you want and go to bed whenever you want and, you know, do your schoolwork whenever you want. That's not helpful. Um, cause kids, kids need rhythms and anchors. And so the extreme of like, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want is not serving us well or would not serve us well. But the other extreme of like, I'm going to be your drill sergeant and you're going to get up at the same time you did for school and you're going to get ready for school and you're going to sit at the table for eight hours. and do your, Like that's not really feasible either because Brian and I are both working from home and we're not, we're not like teachers. Like we are parents. Mm-hmm. And so we want to do that well. So those two extremes, I think are what we're really trying to avoid. The other really significant thing we're trying to avoid, and again, because we are, I would say, more well-versed in trauma than the average family, um, we're trying to avoid minimizing their losses. Mm -hmm. And that is everything from the trade Knott's Berry Farm trip that Judah was supposed to take to the fact that Asher is going to celebrate his birthday on Thursday without a party. Mm. Um, to the fact that they don't get to go back to school and grab an item that they left in their classroom right before spring break started. And now they won't get it back maybe ever. So, all I mean, just, they can't like, we just went outside for a walk right before this podcast and we ran into our neighbors. We're really close. Our community is really close and our neighbors are outside and like the loss of not being able to run up and give them hugs. Mm. Like my friend Misty was like, stay, stay at a distance, Brandon, like social distance. Don't back away from Asher. And it was like, I walked up to her and I was like, I hate that. I hate that. We have to keep saying that stay your distance, like stay, eat it. So just all of those losses were, we are avoiding minimizing them. And what sucks about that is that like, that means we have to feel more of them because we're allowing them and Mm -hmm. we're giving them honor and giving, allowing them to pass through. So those are, I think the, the two biggest things that we're saying not going to do. Sure. Now, do you find yourself also being able to not necessarily start new things, but you had mentioned kind of keeping it normal, but not being, you know, drill sergeant, but not being super lax. But are you guys as a family finding this time to to spend more time doing things as a family than you would have before? Yes and no. (laughs) (laughs) 
mean? Like, we're just, we're, I mean, we live in Southern California. So, you know, y'all live in Indiana. You got, you got a lot of space. We don't <laughs> right. have the same kind right. of space. Um, so we're in a three bedroom condo and it's a fine size, but like we don't have a backyard and we're pretty close. Mm-hmm. Like we're just all up in each other's space. So I think um, we're leaning into the traditions and rhythms that were important to us before quarantine. And this is week six for us in quarantine and isolation. Um, I don't think we're there yet in figuring out what are the new, more, Mm -hmm. better ways for us to be experiencing this together. Um, Yeah, it's it's been a bit of a hot mess. (laughs) So (laughs) we're sticking with the things that we knew to do, and um, but not like more time or more intentional time together we've gotcha. not figured that out and i don't know that we're even i'm trying to lower some of those expectations because we're we're just looking for some health sure. and normalcy right now and that's not really even a thing so sure that's really helpful i'm sure to everyone and hopeful <laughs> um the Andy and I are we always joke like always joke on the show like we're just doing trying to do our best not to screw our kids up like like we're just really trying to make sure that we're not um I don't know uh yeah you know engaging engaging in uh well I personally as a parent I just have a secret fear that the things that I'm doing without knowing it and this is like what I'm working through like things I'm doing without knowing it are cause are going to cause like some significant yeah you know, repercussions down the road. Uh, and so I would like to affirm that fear. That's okay. true. Yes. Yeah. And so right now, because my kids are with me more than they normally would, it feels like I have an elevated opportunity to either use those times for good or for evil, right? <laughs> like, um, to either invest in. So, that, cause I'm really hoping that all of us, like when this thing is over and when we go to our new normal or when we're into our next phase that our children look back at this and go mom and dad did not lose their minds yeah they treated us well they used it as an opportunity for us to maybe explore some new things as a family um but yeah i'm i just that's that's my hope and i and because it's like i don't want it to be like dad just came unglued during covid <laughs> you know it was there was a our family was a dumpster fire for four months uh that's amazing screaming and yelling and yeah here's dad. the here's the, a bit of an alternative view though because i mean i think that's good i think it's good not to like become unglued and lose your stuff on your kids right however Part of what I think the opportunity is right now is for our kids to see our humanity. Hmm. Yeah. And a part of our humanity is losing your ish on your kids sometimes mm-hmm. and learning how to say, I'm sorry. Or t- like I told, I've told my kids a couple of times today, I need a second. Like I can't be interrupted every 45 to 60 seconds and to be like, to hold it all together. Like I'm not capable of that. I am a, I am a human and I need for them to understand like that stress is a real thing that I need to learn how to manage. 
And so I wonder if part of the gift is for our kids to see our humanity in a way that is hopeful and that still is holy. So like human, holy, and horrifying all go together for me right now. Like this morning, I sat on the couch before the kids got out of bed with my Bible and a journal, which I will be very clear has not happened hardly at all since I got, since we went into quarantine. I'm just exhausted. So I'm sleeping every single second that I can get, right? So I don't want to elevate myself more highly than I am. But this morning it did, it happened. I sat on the couch. Adise, my 10 year old comes out of her room like less than 10 minutes later. And I'm like, for the love, I just needed, just needed some time this morning before it all started. And she saw what I was doing and she left and she came back with her own little Bible and with markers and a journal. And she goes, mom, do you think I'm copying you right now? And she was asking because she didn't want me to say, yeah, because she thinks that's a bad thing right now. Like when her brother copies her, her little brother, she's so annoyed. Like, mm. stop copying me, do your own thing. So I said, no, you're not copying me. But in my heart, I'm going, of course you're copying me. Sure. Of course you are, mo- you are following my example right now. You are, mo- you are following this model that I'm setting. And it was this holy and horrifying moment for me as a mom to go, they are so up close and personal right now in all my stuff, 24 seven. And that is unprecedented for us, you know? Um, and so what if instead of like the fear that we're screwing up our kids, it is, I know that we are creating opportunities to show them our humanity, which is both holy and it is horrifying all at the same time, mm-hmm. all day, every day. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> holy and horrifying but i think that about sums it up uh, <laughs> that feels that feels very close to home yep um so april what would you and i think you've probably touched on it but like do you is that the new normal that we that we're hoping for after this like when we look back like when you guys look when you're when you're looking back both as a as a coach and a leader right now but then as also as a parent when you look back you're like when you're saying man i i hope the new thing that we have eyes for and the new thing we have ears for after this is is what 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 is the what's the the hopeful takeaway can I give a couple of meta thoughts and then a couple please, of specific Please, please do. Okay. Yes. Cause I'm a, I'm a visionary. Like I'm a big picture person, but I know that like we operate in actual yes. real life. So, yes. I mean, I think one thing that I'm hoping for is um, that as we are at home physically, that we also become more at home with ourselves and with those who we live with, that there is a, there's a home, there's a safety, there's a comfort, there's a security, there's a knowing, um, there's this sense of being at home, you know, that this is a place to come and run to instead of away from. And, and that is definitely like with the people that you live with, but also like with ourselves, that we're not running from ourselves all the time. And I mean, I feel like that's the primary thing. Um, another thing that I'm really hoping becomes our new normal is that we realize more than ever that we belong together, that we belong to each other. That like the fact that I stay at, I'm staying at home right now is because my friend, my neighbor Mika has 
has heart disease and she had two major surgeries before she was 35 years old on her heart. And she is very vulnerable right now as a mom of two young kids. And so I'm staying at home so that she is protected because I don't want for her to get sick. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I don't know that we operate like that most of the days of our lives, right? Like that my life really does impact your life. My choices really make a difference for you. The things that I buy, like as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner right now, like I'm probably aware of like where dollars are going and not going, right? Mm-hmm. And that I, I want to support people who are doing like boots on the ground work, like with actual people. Um, but also like COVID's revealed that this virus is, is really adversely impacting, disproportionately impacting communities of color and, and low income communities. And so like those injustices, like we belong to each other. And if we don't take care of each other, it's literally life or death right now. And so I I hope that that gets elevated, that the choices that I make, the things that I do, the ways that I act really impact people both close to me, but also um, on the other side of the world. So, yeah, I think those are like my meta thoughts, like on a practical level, on a day to day. Um, I hope that we're reevaluating our schedules and the pace that we live. I have, we live in a really large community um, and it's very family oriented, but like I, there's so many more families and people out for walks and like just hanging out with each other. Like I saw this family of five <laughs> when I took my kids to like our little green space um, and they like had this little relay race together. And I was like, I don't know that when was the last time that family five did something like that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I saw a family with two high school students walking together in our neighborhood. And I'm like, those kids have not been on a walk with their mom and dad in since years. they were seven. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that feels like a real opportunity to go, Oh, maybe I have put my kids in way too many extracurriculars. Maybe I have overcommitted my schedule and we're all just like rifle shots, you know, as a family throughout the week. Like that would just be incredible to me mm-hmm. if we could reevaluate that. I would love for us to reevaluate how we spend our dollars. Like, are we giving them to um, places that are doing, you know, community development and justice work? Are we doing things that are actually developing ourselves? Like reading, coaching, spiritual direction, like therapy. I cannot wait to see the therapist's office filled at the end of this because preach. (laughs) we're a hot mess, right? Like it's revealing all of our, all of our issues. So like, I, I'd love for those, for people to become like really practically aware of like, how can I lead myself to my whole self? Um, and, and be proactive in that. So I don't, again, those are just a couple of things that I'm, I'm really hoping for. I also really hope that schools open in the fall. So hundred percent. Yes. I don't want to be my kid's teacher next year. Yeah. I want to find Mm -mm. out who their teachers are. April. I don't know how to do first grade math in Spanish. I don't, I don't know how (laughs) I I would offer Brian, but he has no capacity. So sorry. I, I just like, I can read Spanish reasonably well, but because of this new math thing that they're doing, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I've, I felt really better when I actually had a, a native speaker tell me that, uh, cause I, I posted it like yeah. the math problem and she's like, she's like, that's even hard if you know how to speak Spanish. And I'm like, I, 
I, I felt better. Is I felt, yeah. more, which is <laughs> right. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. I felt better after that. I'm like, okay, it's not just me. No. Oh, April. Uh, these words you've shared are worth uh, the price of admission alone. And I'm 99. That's what I gave him. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it all. Um, and I also want to know, just, uh, just say, um, and I, and if I'm losing track of the days they are all going together, uh, Acer and co, what do you guys have coming up? Is there anything that, how can people get on board with what you're doing or join what you're doing or have access to all the great stuff? Like, cause a lot of it, you, you have schedules for things, but then sure. you also have kind of come when you want to come kind of stuff too. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, a lot of the schedule stuff is up in the air, right? Cause we don't know when we can get on planes again and right, right. <laughs> uh, be together in large groups, which are a lot of some, a lot of the things that we do. But um, I mean, I would say go to azerandco.com, subscribe to our emails, whether you're a dude and a dad or a, what am I? Am I not a dude? Am I, am I a chick? Am I do that? We're bringing back. We're do that. Yes. Okay. I'm not sure if I'm on board with that, but yeah, I don't, yeah. we, we, we have, it's got, it's a little rusty. We got work to do <laughs> for the dudes that have wives. Certainly Azer and co exists for them. So I, yeah, go subscribe to our emails. Cause we are, we're committed to lead you towards wholeness in your life and in your leadership. So do that. Join our Facebook group. Um, if you believe in the things that we believe about women, uh, we'd love for you to be a part of our Facebook community and, uh, follow us on Instagram. Um, and you have a podcast. You have a podcast. Oh, I do have a podcast. Thank you. You are a podcaster. <laughs> Way to we, go. We would, we would, if we had not, if I'm just saying, if we had ended this show and had not mentioned that, sure. I don't, the podcast powers that be, they shut us down. Imploded. I mean, it's just like, yes. all right. So talk about podcasts and launch a podcast. Yes, that's right. So plug your yes, podcast. Podcast. It's called the global fringe. I love it. Um, it we're in our season four right now. And uh, essentially, I want to elevate women and people of color's voices and uh, from all over the world that are leading in really beautiful spaces. So even this next week, probably when this episode airs, having a conversation with Dr. Ephraim Smith about these really uh, alarming disparities about people of color and in poor communities with elevated, you know, COVID exposure and positive results and stuff. So we just, we're always talking about kind of justice issues, things, people on the margins that are being overlooked and yeah, how we can be a people that use our power and our privilege for good. Absolutely. Yes. April has fantastic guests and uh, I'm really good. Yeah. You just like that really good. It's, I it's mean, very we enlightening. Had a, we had a sex therapist a yeah. couple of episodes ago. Yeah. If you're interested in that, like she was really awesome. Yeah. Really really helpful and not, weird, not in a weird way an actual helpful way and uh yes. and then pete ends which like for the bible nerd folks out there like i my heart skipped a beat when i saw <laughs> i was too. like i was like pete oh six yeah, we're best friends now that's and awesome I'm, I'm really grateful for him so yeah we've got really just great voices people leading from the fringe that are helping us see the world through a different lens than maybe what we have been Yes. I see it through. Wonderful. Well, April, you cannot get off the oh, show. Andy. <laughs> yes. You can't get off the show without the uh, being in the hot seat that we also like to call our 
Now it's time for the Dudes and Dads Pop Quiz. Yeah, so this is the time that we randomly ask you six or eight or however many random questions we can come up with. That, you're in charge. Because we want to get to know you better because you're our friend and we want everyone to know who you are. So um, yes, that's exactly right. Yes. So um, uh, this feel way too close to home these days, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this is way less academic than it sounds. I just want to let you know. So All right. All right. So, are you going first? Uh, or uh, sure. Going first uh, or I go first? Uh, I'll going? go first. I'll go first. Perfect. All right. Excellent. So your favorite Favorite food, takeout food, favorite takeout food. Anything Mexican. Well, okay. That's fair. That's good. Do you want me to be more specific? Sure. Yes. Yes. Let's go deep dive. Yes. Fajitas. Oh. Chicken fajitas from Javier's. So she went from like being real, real generic to be like, not even just the kind of fajitas, but like the specific place. So thank you for. Forgiving that, yeah. Joel. What's yours? Uh, mine is going to be what is the f- what is you the favorite the most favoritest gift that Brian has ever gotten you? Mm. He's a really <laughs> good gift giver. He's really good. Oh my gosh! I mean, dude, we've been together for over twenty years. How do I do this? Um, oh crap, y'all! What it? Shoots. You're gonna have to edit this, Andy. <laughs> Is there one that comes just comes to mind quickly? I, we won't hold it to you to that it's your favorite, just in case he's like, I can't believe that was your favorite. <laughs> he won't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is for him, but right. he's a nerd. He listens right. to nerdy things. Um Okay. The, honestly, the first thing that comes to mind are words. He's an incredible writer. And oh. after over 20 years together, he, for every birthday, anniversary and Valentine's day, he writes unique things still Ooh. that are incredibly meaningful every time. Listen, so, listen up, dudes. Yeah. Listen up. Get on that card writing. Beautiful. All right. All right. So because I'm a, podcaster and a podcast geek what was your favorite episode of your podcast that you did ever man this pop quiz is (laughs) tough tough. i should have studied um (laughs) okay i honestly it's like that's like picking a favorite child because for so many different reasons you like different episodes right um, the one that's coming to mind right now is Dominique Gilliard. Um, he was in season one, I think of the podcast. So I had no idea what I was doing, but we talked about, um, rethinking incarceration, his book and systemic racial injustice around our, our justice system. And he's brilliant and gracious and incredibly challenging. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do a follow-up podcast question. Who's your dream guest for podcast? Oh, that's a good Who's question. Your dream guest, because I really Michelle I, Obama. Really, I, I would love her. I thought I thought you were going to say Brene, but uh, that would. Uh, oh man, Brene Brown would be a really close second because I'm a total total junkie. I would if we if I ever had Brene on the show, I we would quit, Andy. We would just stop the show <laughs> after that. Be like we've we've done all we've we've done all we set out to do. We're we're moving we're moving on. Brene Brown's podcast too right now is really helpful fire for folks. fire so yes. good. Yes, 
hundred percent. All right, Andy, go All for right. it. So you and Brian have been together forever, high school sweethearts. Ever. Sweethearts. How did you guys meet? Did you guys meet in high school? And like, did he ask you out on a date? What those juicy details? Yeah, yes. juicy juice. So he, we met in high school, our senior year. He um, got transferred to my high school for his senior year, my senior year. And uh, he had just become a Christian right before his senior year started. And by default, coming into a new school, he wanted to join campus life and become a student leader. And I had been a student leader like the whole time. So he shows up at our 7 a.m. student leader meeting on a Tuesday morning, but he showed up at like 7.20, not at 7. And um, I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a, Yes. Right. Kind yes. of person, That's right? correct. Yes. So he shows up 20 minutes late and he walks in the room and I remember exactly where I was sitting. I remember where he's walking in the room. And first, my first thought that I had was who is this dude with a nerve walking in here 20 minutes late. <laughs> and my second thought was, and he's really hot. So afterwards I went up and like a good Christian who was being hospitable and welcoming. I introduced myself <laughs> and, um, the funny thing is, is he does not remember that experience. He thinks we met two or three weeks later. That's awesome. Um, but that is absolutely unequivocally untrue. <laughs> so the rest is, we just became really, really good friends. We were both dating other people at the time. And, but um, we just became really dear friends. And he, like the thing that I would say about him is he made me want to love Jesus more. And so that was like the defining thing that drew me to him and like started that this little love affair that's fantastic men men are you making your lady want to love jesus more this is wow that's solid that's nugget. for free too that's people. for free <laughs> golly oh i don't nice. I, I know i know we i know we said Brene is the goal but april geez <laughs> whoa um let's see uh april what's your i feel like i have just t- making these questions up Absolutely. On the spot. yeah oh yeah 100 uh, okay, percent. I, I feel like i feel like i have to tap into the girly girl part of you uh what is your f- uh, favorite color of nail polish well i eat my fingernails so that's a bad thing but i always do my toes so oh, you always do your uh, toes okay uh-huh, my toes are always painted in some opi color that brand is great and honestly i don't really know is there, my, is there glitter involved? Not really. Solid, no. solid color, high sheen. I know so you're taking about. this podcast to the whole new level. I, I know nothing. We about. just lost all the dads and the dudes. They just <laughs> pieced out. Like, on, I, don't, I don't even know. I'm not that girly. Gotcha. You know what it is. Okay. I, I just want. I wanted to push the envelope. I just wanted <laughs> to see. All right. So my last question here is: If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Ah, dang it. Can I have one place per continent? No. (laughs) This is your your answer. You can answer it however you want. I I really am a total travel nerd. Um, We've traveled quite a bit and I I've been to almost every continent. Um, So man, I, I it needs Eek. It needs to be someplace that is very global, that um, is not cold, that is not cloudy. Uh, I, you know what? I'm going to say, just for the sake of this conversation, I would love to live 
in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. My kids are from there and I don't think I'd want to live there long term, but I, I could sure do a couple of years there. It's very global. It's a really amazing place. Cool. Okay. Final question for me. Um, what we always, this, this question comes in. Do you remember what your first, what your first vehicle was? Like your first, your first Yeah, car? it was a baby blue uh, Chrysler LeBaron. The LeBaron. It was like Ooh. an 88 LeBaron. It was gorgeous. Wonderful. Well, that, I think that says it all right there. I mean, no wonder, no wonder, no <laughs> wonder life. It. Yeah, exactly. No one, <laughs> Brian's like any woman driving a LeBaron. That's she's the one for she's me. She's the one. Oh, congratulations, <laughs> yes, April. You have successfully completed the dudes and dads pop quiz. Woo! I'm so glad. That was harder than I thought. I feel a little more stressed <laughs> than I anticipated. Those were some tough questions. She's never I'm gonna, gonna have answer remorse. I'm I'm gonna want to come back and say, no, I actually don't want to live in Ethiopia. I want to live in Bali. You're never gonna Bali. come back on our show again because we stressed you out in the quiz. Yeah. I, you're gonna have like PTSD from this show. <laughs> Hey y'all, I'm I'm well acquainted with trauma, so oh, great. Bring it on. Just bring it. Bring more. Bring more. Bring the pain. Uh, April, again, you are my sister, my coach, my dear friend. I am immensely grateful for everything that you uh, bring to the table. I love what you're doing uh, to help and and like if, if people listening, if you have not picked up on from Andy and I previously, like we we really, really believe in the giftedness of men and women and that they can work together and that when they are working together, everyone wins. And yes. so uh, that is why uh, people like April are on the show because she is just, and I think an embodiment of that value. You are mm -hmm. living it out, sister. We're super grateful for you. Um, so thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate being a dudette and a mom. On yes. Show. Yes. Nailed it. Nailed it. Excellent. Well, friends, thanks for joining us for yet another episode. We're grateful. Uh, remember dudes and dads podcast at gmail.com for all of your friendly thoughts, reflections, and violent criticisms. You can send it right over there. Uh, along with all the show notes uh, from this episode, all the good info about Azer and co April, uh, just, a painful amount of information can be found at dudesanddadspodcast.com. So check it out there. And until next time, brothers and sisters, grace and peace. <laughs>